I am not getting up till the alarm clock goes off. All right, all right, I'm up. Dash, I'm sorry, I gotta go. Hi, I'm Ashley Matthews. I have an interview with- The position's been filled. We called. It's the most depressing time of the year. I got the perfect job for you. I can't work for you. But just because it's Christmassy doesn't mean you won't like it. It's sort of a secret Santa. What are we doing here? People watching. I'm rich. How rich? Filthy. Look around you. Who should we help? Everyone. Exactly. Oh, oh my gosh. I am sorry. Are you okay? Yeah. What do you really do for the magazine? Okay, I'm already. You guys know each other? Yeah. No. We go way back. We met yesterday. You know, I think the guy with my phone tried to ask me out. Did you try to say yes? Are you kidding? I don't know him. Well, isn't that the point? You use me. This is a great story. I mean, what better story can I write during Christmas time? Nick is the most selfless person I have ever met, and he trusted me with a secret. I'm sorry. So being Nick's assistant, does that mean you have to do all the Christmas cheer by yourself? Want some help? I'm still not sold on this whole I love Christmas aspect of my job, but I got a minute to break off. Well, it's been said that if you help someone, you're the one that benefits the most. Thank you, Sweetie. You got this too. <laughs> oh, get over yourself. I'll see you tomorrow. Welcome to another stocking stuffer, a very special stocking stuffer, because I have the specialist of all special guest stars here with me today. I have a pioneer in the podcasting world, if you will. None other than the longest running horror podcasts host, sure, with the most dis. <laughs> you, you heard her, folks. It's Amy from Night of the Living Podcast. Hello! That Yay. was a very sweet intro. Well, it is well-earned. You guys have been doing Night of Living Podcast for 13, 12 years? Some... It was 2006. Wow. So we're going... 14 years. Oh, 14 years. Wow. In some states, wow. you yeah. can get a... Per Actually, I don't think you can anymore. You can't get a permit anywhere at the age of 14, can you? I hope you can't. No 14-year-old well, should be driving. No, like, I, mm, you can probably get married in certain places. Well, I remember on Jeopardy a couple of years ago, there was like a, a question that a guy answered and it was like age of 14 and he answered it with, what is the age of consent? Oh dear! So it made me wonder if some state that is the age of that. So who can say? But um, yeah, the, so your, your podcast is a teenager. Uh, it is one of the, I mean, it is the best horror podcast Aww. out there. Uh, and very yeah, Yes, it is wonderful. I love it. Um, big fan of the show. Big fan of Amy. And like you've been working hard at this podcasting thing for a really long time. You know, <clears throat> working hard is is funny that you say that, but I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've, I you you guys right. every week, or I'm sure you've skipped here and there to do important well, sure. things like go to Dollywood. Uh, yes, but yeah, I mean, we can always count on you being there. And <sighs> and yet Not this year though. <laughs> oh, oh, I know, I know. I know. But, 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 it's okay. You can just watch. Well, this isn't Dollywood, but you can watch Christmas at the Square on Netflix. Have you watched it yet? Is that somebody was telling me about oh, it Amy. and I needed to watch it? Oh, Amy, it is. Yeah. So it's a Dolly production. 
Uh-huh. I assumed it was like based on one of the stage shows at Dollywood, like like Shikanahay, like it was one of those, and they just made a whole film musical of it. I don't know that that's the case because I couldn't find anything that supported that theory. But it's it feels like it should be a stage production at Dollywood. Well, I'll tell you, I know a lot about the Christmas stage time production at yeah. Dollywood because that's when I go. That's what I figured. So you, yeah. if you watch it, like I'm sure some of it might be familiar. Yeah, yeah, but... I'll take a look because yeah. you know I've I've gotten to the point where I recognize the actors on the stage shows. Mm. So I'll yep, see yep. if the one dude that we like to find <gasps> oh, in the Christmas gosh. in the Smoky show is yes. in it. I love that guy. Okay, okay, yeah, I need a full report back. I need to know. Yeah. Now we are not talking about that movie today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are instead talking about an older film, which is like, like so in home, like these movies kind of age like dogs in a sense because every year all these networks pump out so many of them that this movie is from 2009 it might as well be in black and white you're not wrong like flip phones Mm -hmm. and like boot cut jeans and not boot cut but like flare yep 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 no good eye very good eye yeah this is christmas angel which is available for free on amazon prime if you have it uh and correct price yeah, my favorite. The best thing. So, like, every network, every streaming network kind of has their own thing going. Obviously, like, Netflix is putting big bucks into, like, really clean, sparkly productions. Hulu got, like, a little bit, you know, they were they picked up Happiest Season. Like, so they've been, like, a little bit more creative on things. And then you have Amazon Prime that has not yet, to my knowledge, tried to make or produce any of these. And the ones that are on there are all of these, like, dumping ground ones from five yeah. to ten years ago that even Lifetime was like, eh, pass, pass. Oh, our rights expired on this one? That's okay. Give it to Amazon. We don't need it. See, it's been a few years since I've watched a, a Hallmark or a Lifetime Christmas movie. I do love them. But so I was very excited when you invited me to do this. And you said, here's a list. Pick, mm-hmm. you know, what movie you want to watch. And you're like, this one has a dog. And I was like, a dud. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> so I, I sit down and watch this. This is not the quality I was used to. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, it was brilliant. You unfortunately <laughs> got the tail end of oh, um, trying to watch this with my husband, who then started texting you nonstop about all of his little uh uh, ha-has and i'm like what did you (laughs) well so has freddie watched many of these or no yeah i mean i'm sure i i know he has sat down and watched some of them with me you know in the past it's not his like number one thing but he's not a guy that's like ooh, romance i don't Mm want to watch that he's down for anything yeah um so i thought yeah he'll watch this with me we'll laugh we'll think it's silly but this like this one angered him but (laughs) you know and you know it, it's funny because if this one ang- this if this one turned into that i just i i, I next year i'm gonna have to have both of you on like and, and we can do it separately <laughs> just because i am so curious if this one pissed him off i can only imagine like this is one of the tamest ones i've ever really it is like, it, like it's yeah. just silly and bland but like I mean, it's, he yeah. was just kidding mad about it jeez can you imagine if he watched a hallmark one about a baker or a like a, a princess uh like a fake royalty one he would his mind would explode fake royalty no baking he might be into because he likes to eat yeah but they never actually eat in these movies so well god damn it and yeah. that just gets a whole that's a whole other level yeah. of frustration so christmas angel let, let's go into the plot um do you want to take a stab at summarizing this movie and we we go through spoilers <laughs> so don't don't feel bad you're, you're not no. giving anything away Okay, uh, we got this lady, and mm-hmm. she's just a sad sack. Oh my you find God, out later so she was a foster kid, so you're like, okay, you're allowed to be sad. Um, and she's got a dog, and um, they live alone, but she's only friends with her neighbor, this old man named Nick. 
and they eat at Spanky's Diner all the <laughs> all time. All the time. Breakfast, all lunch, time. dinner at Spanky's Diner. And they're in Chicago. Where the only place to eat is apparently Spanky's Diner. Is Spanky's Diner. Now, I've been to Chicago. That's a place you go to eat. Mm-hmm. And there's no such thing as a Spanky's Diner. <laughs> there is in Utah, though, apparently, where this was Apparently. Filmed. Yeah. Uh, so she's sad. It's Christmas. She didn't like Christmas. Because she just, you know what? She doesn't trust people. And you know what? She's a foster that's kid, fair. and that's okay. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but she, her, her neighbor offers her a job as his personal assistant. And it turns out that he is a rich, rich man. Mm-hmm. And he's ready, like he does this every year, he gives away money to people in need around Christmas. And he uh, enlists her to help him spend that money and to help people. Meanwhile, she meet-cutes with this dude who wants to be Chandler Bing so bad. (laughs) Yes, you are so right. He's the worst. And he's a journalist in the business, for Business Weekly magazine. (laughs) Just a very hard-hitting tabloid, I'll have you know. (laughs) Excuse me. I was laughing so hard I choked. (laughs) (coughs) Don't die for this movie, Amy. Of all things, not this one. If I die from this movie, oh my god. (laughs) So he he recognizes the her neighbor friend boss as like this guy who disappeared from the corporate world, and then he's trying to get the story, but you know her neighbor Nick, Saint Nick, right? Like that's what they were trying to do. Yeah, totally. Um, he wants to write the story. She's like, no, he wants to be private. You're just using me to get to him. But they figure it out in the end. They go sledding and fall in love and get married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and Nick has cancer and dies, right? Oh, Nick has cancer yeah. and dies. <laughs> Just a small, I mean, a small part of the movie. Nothing, nothing uh, major. I about that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and this is, um, I don't know who it was made for. It's. It doesn't. It's like it almost feels like back when Hallmark was doing like the Christmas shoes and when they hadn't figured out the formula yet of keep it light, keep it pretty, because it has that very schmaltiness to it. But it's so ugly. It is so ugly. The lighting movie terrible. The costumes were terrible. Everybody just looked washed out yeah the only except for one thing i'll say which is um and this kind of takes us into you know our list of things that these movies have and the first thing is our lead in need of a lesson and Uh in this case it's ashley and like ashley you know needs to learn how to trust people but the one thing ashley doesn't need help with is her hair I thought her, like, for somebody who's poor and washing it with dog water, like, her water keeps turning off in her apartment, so she has to use her, like, the dog dish to rinse out her hair before a job interview. She goes to the job interview. I would never be able to get my hair to look like that. No, no, it was shiny. Mm -hmm. It was, it was perfect. You're not wrong. That doesn't make any darn sense. No. And as somebody who once accidentally washed her hair with dog shampoo for a week, I can tell you (laughs) that it generally does not make your hair better. I can't imagine it would. No, no. It's like makes it brittle and dry. Like it is not meant for the same type of material. So, but who knows? I have never tried. I mean, I have cats, not dogs. I have never tried to like rinse my hair with the water that their saliva is in. So Amy, you have two dogs. Give it a try. I, you know back. what? I will, and I'll yeah. report back. I mean, it's 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 pandemic That'll be my time. present to you. Yeah, like okay. this is the time to do it. If you if you are have <laughs> ever right. wondered, will my hair look good if I wash it in my dog's bowl? When I'm else? Not leaving the house. When so. else? Exactly. Exactly. Oh. Um, now, Ashley, like the other thing she needs to learn is to not hate Christmas, right? Because she's one of those right. I hate Christmas people. Um, I have a couple of questions about Ashley. 
Is she a robot or a reanimated corpse <laughs> or like she like her energy level is There's no energy. It's strange. Right? Like it's a really I mean for me I got reanimated corpse is what I got. Like I think you could be right. Yeah, like woman in a coma for 10 years who just woke up and doesn't have enough iron in her body to do anything. Like she takes too much uh, Xanax every day. Mm, every like, day. There's no uh, for yeah, all of her line readings, all of her like great sweeping emotional moments. There's nothing in her eyes. It's like it's, she yeah. Botox too much or something. Like she can't emote. No, no, no. Um, and the scene like in the beginning that I guess is supposed to be like I wondered if it was ad lib. I kind of hope it was ad lib because it was so poorly like written <laughs> that I really want it to have just been her. Like I feel like they said to her, "Hey, we have to pad out the time. Can you talk about why you don't like Christmas? Talk about things you don't like about Christmas." The drummer boy. The little drummer boy. What's with the little drummer boy? That's not what a drum sounds like. Like, that's lines of dialogue in this movie, is her monologuing about the little drummer boy song. And she brings it up later, too. Like, this drummer boy stuff is really getting to her. Well, you know what? It was the way, because she's very reluctant to go on a date with um, not Chandler Bing. Mm -hmm. So when she's, like, testing him, she's like, do you like Christmas? He's like, I love Christmas. She's like, fine. What do you think of the drummer boy? And he's like, "Ah, I don't like him. Okay. Like, now, we've all, we all have those barometers, like, those things that we have that, like, we won't date somebody if they don't like dogs, let's say, right? Right. right. Um. But yeah, the little drummer boy is one in this case. So it was a weird um, little test that yeah. she had. Yeah. Now the next thing uh, typically is the setting, and we generally have one of four things. It is either a big bad city, a charming small town, a magical winter wonderland, or a fake European country. Hmm. Um, in this, like, I guess we're in a big bad city, but it's treated like a charming small town, big city. Yeah, because I think that's where they they filmed it. So they were yes. like Chicago, but well, you know, by we're way not of Mormons. do anything, yeah, to make it really look like it, other than some like stock footage we mm-hmm. throw in there. Yeah, and like, yeah. but everywhere they go, like, and I mean, this is fair. Like, as much as I remember growing up thinking Seinfeld was bullshit when when they always always would run into people they knew. The truth is, like, in a city like in New York, you do run into people you know constantly. It's really weird. Because as much as there are 8 million people in this tiny area, it's also only, like, 8 miles long. So you do bump right. into people. Um, and in this case, like, everywhere they go, it's like, oh, the homeless guy that you know him, I know him too. Oh, let's go eat. At the, uh, here's a place to eat. Oh, that's the place I eat every day for breakfast, mm-hmm. lunch, dinner. So it's kind of, like... It's not treated like a rough city. And it's also very suburban. Like, I don't know Chicago well enough, but she has a car. Do people have cars in Chicago if they're poor? Yeah. Well, yes, because I think Chicago is is very sprawling. Mm, So I bet I have been to Chicago two whole times in my entire life. So let me tell you everything. (laughs) Everything. That's all. I've only been there once. So you obviously know more than me. I think it's a very suburban with a, like, tight urban mm. like center smaller center okay. but i think yeah i think everybody I, i've ever known to live out that way has a car, has a car. unless okay. they live like downtown all right but, well, you heard you it know. from the expert here everybody <laughs> you know I, I live five hours away so i'm practically from there i'm picturing amy right now like recording this podcast while wearing the hat that vanessa hudgens wears in the first princess switch movie that says chicago on it yeah. And I say dub bears all mm-hmm. the time. I believe it. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I will appreciate about this very low budget movie is the way they managed to save money on a set by just clearly reusing 
uh, Ashley's apartment for Nick's apartment. They just redress it. Yes, they just change out. Like he has a he has a desk. She has a microwave, and that's mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, you know, I can I can respect that. Uh, now number three is our bland love interest, Ooh. who is usually we look for like the Christmas loving good guy who's really handsome and like can build houses and is also a widowed dad. Uh, or the poor little rich boy. In this case, we get, I don't know what we get. We get this, like, marshmallow of a man that I was not yeah. a fan of. He, he's not much. No. <laughs> as, a, as a character, no. he's just kind of like, I'm a journalist. And he's not like, look, I don't, I mean, he's a better looking man than I am a woman. But he's not that oh, good looking. Stop. No, I, you know, it, it, he's well, been in a lot of these movies. No, so he has a he's face not for that, something. He, he's, been in, he's been in more? Yeah, he's been in a lot of these Christmas movies, which I don't get because he's just like, I mean, hey, a lot of them. And the thing is, like, and this is, you know, but I mean, it's kind of like what they say on um, like any cooking show, right? Like if you're going to make it really simple, then it has to be really good. Or you can make it really pretty and elaborate and then we might excuse the taste. Like if you're really good looking, sometimes we'll excuse the fact that you can't act. But if you're not that good looking, then at least be really charismatic. And this guy's got nothing going on. He he would be better served to be the smarmy friend. Yeah. Oh my god. Right? Yes. Totally. Because he the is guy smarmy. That, that, yeah. The guy that she's dating before she meets the Christmas totally divorce dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would make so much sense. Yeah. He just. He, I mean, you know, he's just. He, he sucks. He sucks. Like he doesn't talk. Like he has a coworker that he apparently dated, and he is an asshole to her. She and really she's is. way too good looking for him too. Like yeah. she could definitely do a lot better. Um, yeah. he's not. Doesn't seem to be that good at his job. Like he's kind. Like he's a jerk to his boss. Like I don't. I I understand the whole like idea of this woman opening her heart to somebody and how important that is. But like not at the cost of it being that guy. That guy. Yeah. <sighs> this guy. Yeah. And yeah. her, and Nick, her, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the philanthropist, the rich th- philanthropist is like, you really need to tell him you love him. Oh, my God. that This man like, that you've known for a week who really has done nothing to, to make you yeah. want to spend your life with him. Like, you're, you as this father figure to this yeah. woman who has been through so much in her life, and you think this dude? Like, I, I don't, right. you know, like, I understand dating is tough. Like, you know, it's it's hard. And 2000, you know, no, 2009, they had apps. They didn't have Tinder, but they had OkCupid. Like, they had yeah. things. They, you know, and she is a very good-looking woman. And I have a, a very hard time believing this is the best she could do. Right. And believing that Nick could believe that. Right. Yeah. Oh, God, it's, it's just disappointing. Um, so next we have montages. And mm. mostly, and I say montages because we almost always have more than one. Um, I counted at least three in this one. That sounds right. Yeah. So the first one is her, uh, the opening, which is her getting ready for a job interview. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is the wacky one where she has to wash her hair with dog water. Uh, (laughs) The next one, and all of these have like these original songs that are terrible. Oh, yeah. They were. (laughs) Oh, yes, they were. I kind of want the soundtrack. Uh, The second one is um, her working for Nick when she's, like, the first day of her going out and, like, doing good things. Uh, Uh, And that song is, like, a song that's all about calling – the song is called I Pray. (laughs) So that tells you what you need to know. And then I love that you looked it up. Oh, well, I just went by the lyrics being I Pray most of it. So I'm just kind of assuming that. Um, and then the last montage that I counted was uh, the, of course, the romantic slutting montage. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, you know, you don't know it's love, and then you go sleigh riding, and you're like, oh, yeah. And I was like, of course this guy is going to pretend to, like, snowboard on the sled, because mm. that's what that kind of guy does. God, he's the worst. He... I don't know why that bothered me. <laughs> no, I, you know, you're, a, I do. I do, because it's terrible. That's why it, it is. Uh, now, the next thing, number five, is uh, dead parents or a dead wife. And oh, well. we get them. I mean, we don't know what happened to the parents, right? We or don't. Did they say? No, no, you're right. They they never say that her parents are dead. For all we know, her parents like were I don't know deadbeats and like left her yeah. in an alley somewhere. But she's alone, so I just assumed yeah. dead parents. But then we find out Nick. Remember, Nick's wife is dead. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got both of them. Yeah, yeah. And we get one more. We get like a bonus dead uh, loved one because the diner owner, who I'm going to call Spanky. Uh, I don't think his name is Spanky, but in my mind, it's Spanky's Diner. So his name is Spanky. Remember, his his son is dead. His son is the catalyst. Yes. For all, most for things in the last mm-hmm. act of the movie. That's true. His son, who had just gotten into Harvard Business School, like Tyra Banks did on that one season of America's Next Top Model. <laughs> Now, the next thing is our sassy sidekick, which typically in these movies is, like, a female character, either, like, the best friend or the sister, um, who is always, like, not quite as pretty as the lead and usually wears dangly earrings. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't get one because Ashley has no friends. Ashley's only friend is Nick. Um, But I guess I would have to say that Dash, the dog, is kind of filling this role. Um, I don't disagree, but I will say got precious little of that damn dog we needed more yeah and i didn't like how she would leave that dog home all day while she went and did her work yeah and then would immediately go have dinner at the diner and linger over dinner Mm. and then maybe come home to that dog listen as a as as the mother to two dogs Mm -hmm. leave your dog alone all that time how do you I, I have a question because now this is like a question I have struggled with in my life. Uh, I, I'm at the moment a cat owner. Um, at mm-hmm. some point in life, I'd like to have dogs again, but it's very difficult because my husband and I both work full time. We work normal days. Um, at the moment, we don't have a situation where we could go to work and come home in the afternoon. Like we would have to hire a dog walker, I guess, which is normal in the city, but less so right. in the suburbs. So for you guys, like, are your dogs outside during the day? Or just do one of you. I mean, right now it's different because of COVID, but yeah. no, on like a normal time. Um, what are, how are they treated during work days? Um, I just, I shoved them into the attic. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, it worked for the doll. We're in a, in a, in a fun situation where my sister-in-law actually lives next door. So when nice. it was normal times, she could come over mm-hmm. and let them out during the day. But to be honest with you, they can handle eight hours mm-hmm. or nine. Um, they don't like it, but they can handle it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, this, I mean, on one hand, like, the whole idea is that this is the kind of woman who needs a dog because she is so lonely. On the other, like, I mean, there is kind of an aspect of, do you have the lifestyle to support this dog? I just felt like a lot of times she wasn't home with that dog. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I saw you earlier in your day, not Mm -hmm. home, who is taking care of your dog. And let's talk about the dog. Um, The the dog is not credited in the movie, which really bothered me because it should usually be like, and fuzzy as Dash or something. Yeah. But he does not get a credit, which I, I did not appreciate. Uh, what did you think of Dash? He's kind of a, I guess he's a lab, mostly lab. I think there might be something he's a else yellow in there. Lab. Yeah. Yeah. I have a yellow lab mix. So I immediately felt a kinship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to this little yellow wonder. Uh, how did you uh, rate his performance? 
I thought he did great. I'll tell you right now, I don't know how you train a dog to do anything. <laughs> I, my girls run around like maniacs. Mm-hmm. So not true. Well, mostly true. Um, so I- I- anytime I see a dog acting, I'm like, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And he, like, he is very disciplined. Like, he just, you know, he hits his marks. His marks are usually, look at the camera, pick up your bowl and hold it in your mouth, um, jump on the bed, jump off the bed. Like, he's, I don't think he barks at all in this movie. No. Yeah. It's a little, like, whining, like, take me for a walk. And she's, like, later. And I'm like, oh, lady. Bitch, come on. There's a dog who's going to piss on your bed. What do you think about that? Are you going to wash your hair in that? Let's see how fabulous it looks after that. (sighs) Now, number seven is our villain character, which is usually some form of evil woman or an evil boss. Um, we don't quite get that here. Although I do want to give a shout out to the other best performance in this movie, which was the totally, uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to call her a cunt in the best of ways, that snotty ass receptionist in the opening of the movie. She was such a bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I loved her. I want her to be the star of the next Christmas Angel 2, where she has to learn the true meaning of Christmas and to stop being so mean to young women that come to just interview for a job. This person is looking for a job. Yes. It's a shame she missed your call, but do you have to be like that? God, this receptionist is like, we called you. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry to get your call. Yeah. Do you think if the longer you talk about it, it's going to change our minds? Mm-hmm. And and she's like, okay, I'll go then. And she's like, yeah. And she like stares at the camera and gives like a, uh-huh. Like, oh my God, I would, whew, whew. Can you imagine like. I would lose my mind. Like imagine being accident, like. Being in gym class and she's captain of a kickball team and you had to end up, you you were picked last, but you ended up on her team. Can you imagine what would have happened if you dropped the ball? Like I would kick it out of her face. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, no, I would <laughs> run away and, and pee myself because she was terrifying and I love her. Uh, God, I wonder, like, is she credited? I want to see if she's in any more of these movies. I don't think she has a credit. Um, best Best thing in the movie, plain and simple. She, yeah, you know, honestly, she is the only villain. Yeah, yeah, because everybody so, else, well, again, sure. I think you and I would both agree that the love interest is kind of terrible, but. Oh, that's what mm. I was going to say. Maybe he's a slight villain, the tension he creates yeah. with his ambition. <laughs> For Business Week, Business Chicago. Week. <laughs> yes. Chicago. Uh, no, number eight is our slapstick. Uh, we tend to get a lot more in movies that involve dogs, but I don't think there's any dog-related slapstick that I clocked. They never had the dog outside. Yeah, that's like, true. The dog was only featured like, in Locked her in that one room. Um, oh. I guess we do get their meet cute is them, like, banging <laughs> into each other on the street. And This is the second movie this year, by the way, where our couple has met by, like, bumping into each other and files spilling. I kind of enjoy it. It's so cliched. <laughs> I mean, okay that's how you it. met your husband, right? It, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, all all the my client files everywhere. Everything, you know, everything. Pick them up, yeah. and I fell in love. I believe it's like three out of five marriages begin that way nowadays. That's oh, what I hear. Yeah. Uh, now, number nine is our sage old person, which I'm going to say we, I have not had as many this year as I normally do. So I was very grateful that we had Bruce Davison um, come in and just save the day with his sage wisdom. He saved the day by bringing some charisma to the screen. Thank- oh, my God. I was so sad when he died because I'm like, oh, God, how much time is left that I have to watch without him? And it's just going to be these two people. Maybe that snotty receptionist will come back. 
Oh my god, if she was like one of the people she helped <gasps> with the money or gifts. Part two, part two. Maybe ah! I can kickstart it. I'm sure somebody oh. involved in the movie has a Facebook page. We'll find them. No, I mean, but Bruce Davison, like, he he is really, like, good in this movie in his own yeah. way. Like, he just has such a nice, pleasant presence, and I believe everything he's saying in this movie. I thought for sure he was going to turn out to be, like, literally Santa, Santa Claus. Oh, me too. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I was disappointed that he wasn't, because that's number yeah. 10, is that often our sage old person is actually Santa Claus. And I was disappointed that that was not the case. I think, honestly, it would have it would have helped. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This this movie needed, like, actual literal magic. Yeah. Because it wasn't getting it from its uh, more human elements, if you will. Not at all. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we still hit most of the points, but now we go into the bonus round. And these are the things okay. that usually come up in these movies, um, sometimes in bunches, sometimes not at all. But, again, it's always special to note them. Uh, so, the first thing is the public... the. Um, copious use of public domain holiday songs um which like weirdly we don't really get which is very odd considering how cheap this movie is yeah it's like like a lot of originals it is i mean it's terrible originals that i almost wonder if if i think i have a theory um because typically you use public domain songs because they're free so you just need to get whatever recording you're using have permission for that but you don't have to deal with the actual intellectual rights um when you get those like made like somebody made a crappy christmas album and they have songs to sell i almost wonder if they actually get paid to use them you know Mm -hmm. i i don't have a lot of information about this Mm -hmm. but i do know somebody who sold a song (gasps) yeah to lifetime or hallmark freddie was telling me um this guy we know um sold a song so he he I mean, he was paid for it. Yeah, yeah. And it's for one of these Lifetime Hallmark Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, they and they once they own it, like they're going to keep reusing it, same way they do with sets yeah. and everything else. And it makes you wonder if there are like other because I feel like so many of these are f- like filmed in a way where they're, like, they're probably used as shell companies for all we know, <laughs> right? Where it's like money laundering. Like, this movie cost a million dollars. No, it didn't. Where, where'd that money come from? Where'd that money go? Okay, well, actually, like, we're going to say we spent $10,000 on music rights. But actually, this guy's nephew is a <laughs> aspiring songwriter. And so he made some songs that we're going to use in this movie. And we can actually, instead, like, he'll pay us to put them in there. Like, that's my theory on this, on why this movie has Because n- even, like, the only, only, I think, public domain is when she's like, bum 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 like, not even when we hear the drummer boy. She they just, don't even play the song. No, no, which is crazy. And because there is so much music in the movie. Like, there's the original songs, and then there's a very sweeping score at times. So, yeah, this maybe it was like a like a um, intern's project, like a college credit to score oh the movie. Yeah. You, but the, the way you're talking about this brings to mind something I, I mentioned last night when we were watching it. I think you need to be uh, you need to create a documentary a podcast series i think you need to get deep into this industry oh like you want me to actually go in i want you to like really tell the story Mm. wow wow i don't know if it needs to be you but i feel like like somebody needs to go undercover at yeah I, i know what you're saying um, like this real expose on like how this stuff all comes together. Right. Because- like really, how are they? Like, we watched a movie a couple years ago. Um, it was a Candace Cameron one. 
and there there was a scene where like she's in the house with her parents and it goes on for a good like five minutes and it's them like having dinner and then washing dishes and talking the whole time and we're watching it and like I stop it and I look at Brandon and I'm like do you notice something and we rewind it we're like the mother and father are never in the shot together I don't think these people were ever on the same set when they filmed this. <laughs> and like, and that's why for all the COVID changes, I'm like, I bet it's not going to affect Hallmark at all because they'll just have actors like film themselves in front of, in front of zoom and then put a background on it and call it a movie. They could. Yeah. And they have trained us to expect that level of quality to yeah. begin with. Because, I mean, you have these, like, tight sets. My theory yeah. is always if the camera panned out a little bit, you would see them filming another movie right behind them. Like, the extras in this yeah. diner set are actually the stars of a movie where the camera's aimed the other way. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, I turned to Brandon and I said, is, don't you recognize that kitchen from uh, <laughs> oh, that's a given. St. Oh, Olaf? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Especially the, um, the the place where that's the worst is the royal movies. Anytime there's uh, a movie set in a castle, it is always the same castle over and over castle. and over again. Yeah, I mean, it's and I get it. Like, hey, I, I respect just how much money they save when they make these. And that's like kind of the one the one disappointing thing about the Lori Loughlin scandal uh, was that for all things to be said about her and what she did, she I think was like the most efficient professional of the Hallmark women because I swear I watched a movie once where I would bet I don't know let's say $75 that she filmed that movie in two days because her hair is identical the entire movie with the exception of one scene where everybody's hair is slightly different and I'm thinking to myself, you know, that's not easy to do. Like, it's harder to have a, a hairdresser every day on set get the exact same effect than it right. would be to just film, you know, uh, 80 minutes worth of, of movie in one day. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. That, and I kind of, I think it's probably true. Yeah, I believe These things them. are like being cranked out like crazy during yeah. the year, right? Yeah, you can't take your time on this. Yeah. All right. Now, some more bonuses. Um, okay. A lot we're missing. Normally, we get a cloying, cock-blocking child, a child who exists to be annoying or cute uh, and typically impedes the romance. I wish we had one in this movie. Anything mm-hmm. to keep these two from getting together, but we don't. Any Anything to have another character on screen to try to draw my eye away from yeah. the vacuum from of the charisma. Face. He's also yeah. like, he's very... And I mean, look, he's not a bad looking man, but by Hallmark standards, he is, you know? Well, then I looked at his headshot on IMDb is like, mm-hmm, you're looking good. And then like, I see him in this movie and I'm like, oh, that was some fancy lighting. Mm. You're right. You know, I'm looking at it now. C.K. Clyde mm-hmm. is the actor's name and his headshot. It is. It's him at an angle. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem. He's got, yeah. and I mean, maybe like he's younger in this movie. This was 11 years ago. But it does make me think, like, he just really needs to know his angles. There's a picture of him with a mustache. Looks much... Oh, actually, he looks like a minor villain in a, like, asylum movie. Uh, but he does look much better with facial hair. He's got a, Oh, yeah. He's got yeah. this... Like, you're right. Like, it's a Chandler face. Like, it's too much face without anything to do with it. It's, these, these, all these pictures on IMDb, like, dude... I, yeah, it, it's a shame what they did to you. <laughs> I mean, I guess he was just young; like he hadn't found yeah. his angles yet. We'll say that. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I look at pictures of me 10 years ago. I hadn't found the exact right, you know, eyebrow shape then. I'm still working on yeah. it. I'm 40. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. I've done my eyebrows the same way for, I think, the last 20 years. <laughs> um, I, although, I don't know if, if you've ever... I mean, you you and I are, are almost the same age. So we were both of that 90s era when, like, really yeah. shaping your eyebrows was a thing to do. And I'll tell you, I have never once touched my eyebrows i'm afraid <gasps> oh it I, oh you're they're one of too, those well they're uh. i'm afraid i'm afraid and they're very light and thin okay. you know fine to yeah. begin with i really do need to do something about them but i've gotten to this like i'm 40 i, I don't it. know what to do now no no it's, i waited yeah, too long i have the opposite problem because i am like a good 40 percent italian uh, italian werewolf where I have, like, if I don't touch my eyebrows, they will take over my face and draw and, like, grow claws. So I've always needed to manage them. And at times yeah. I thought managing managing them included, like, making question marks type thing shapes. Oh, God. Yeah. There's pictures of me in the 90s that are scary. Scary. I'm so grateful for my Irish heritage then. <laughs> you should be. I barely have eyebrows, you know? Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, I'm jealous. And I get like all the bad effects too, because I'm I'm a fair amount Italian, and so except here's the problem: like I have the hairiness of the Sicilian part of me, but yet more of my Italian is Northern Italian, so I'm also really pale and don't tan. Well, but I think I think the dark hair, the dark, you know, and then and then the paleness, it's very beautiful. You look like Snow White. I, I it's not dark enough though. Like my body hair is that dark, but my my head hair, yeah. No, I, I can't win. I can't win. Thank you. Thank you. You are kind. You're welcome. Very kind. I'm just, maybe I'm going to try dog water on my hair to see if that changes anything. There you go. <laughs> <sighs> if you learn anything from <laughs> If you learn one thing. All right, some other things that we don't get. We don't get ice skating. Actually, no, that's not true. There is an establishing shot of an ice rink to remind us that we're in a city. So that's something. And it's winter. Yes. Um, no, we always look for Canadianisms or signs that the movie was not filmed in winter. And again, like this is another ongoing case of global warming or filming somewhere in the summertime because Chicago in the winter does not allow you to wear a light coat with it opened. Oh, we had that same conversation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I have been to Chicago twice, I've told you. Mm -hmm. So I'm an expert and it is cold. (laughs) It's so cold in the winter. You can't just walk around like, and it's, at one point I think she's just wearing a vest. I don't even think she has a jacket on. Come on. Come on. Come on, lady. (sighs) All right. A character with a Christmas related name typically comes up. And yes, of course we have Nick. Mm hmm. Uh, Christmas tree lighting, we do not get. We don't get any Ooh. karaoke, which in the end might might have been a good thing. Uh, the token sprinkle sound effect, which is that like wind chimey, you know, fairy dust sound effect, it opens the movie. So it does establish that it's a Christmas movie. Uh, the next thing, which again is very true in Hallmark, less so anywhere else, is the careful balance of red and green. At some point, our our couple is going to be standing next to each other in a one wearing red, one wearing green. Um I don't think we get that because this movie didn't think that hard about costuming. Oh, God, no. Yeah. They were like, go to Target. Right. Stuff. Or like, did they do like the whole like, hey, why don't you just bring in what you think your character would wear? Oh, my God. It was their clothes. That's totally what I would do if I was directing a whole bunch of movie. I'd be like, you know, I want you to really think about it. So go home. Like, tomorrow, bring in what what your character should wear. And then like, be like, you know, this is so good. You know what? You know what? You know, I'm going to send the costume designer home. We don't need her. You got this. 
Yeah. Because it's cheaper to give the actor a costume credit than it would be at that point. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, oh, but we do have a line where Ashley complains about red and green that they don't go together. So. Oh, she's such a grinch. My God. Um, and then the last one is, um, well, there's baking, but there is no baking in this movie. But this does bring us to my favorite, which is, um, it's combined. It is either an actor's inability to act holding a coffee cup that is clearly not filled with coffee or actor's inability to realistically fake eat. Oh, the chili scene? Oh my God, the chili scene. So in these movies, usually it is like, it's comical how hard actors have to work to not eat on camera. Because like there's, it's Christmas. Of course there's scenes where they're supposed to be having dinner or baking cookies and all of this. But realistically, you're filming these quickly. You're filming them cheap. You don't want your actors eating because what if they take a bite of something and now they have food in their teeth. Now we have to cut. Now we have to, you know, digitally floss them. Or what if they spill something? Or what if they take a drink of milk and now the glass isn't as full on the next cut? And then what do we do? But in this movie, they're... (laughs) Like they eat, or at least Stevenson does. <laughs> they go to this he diner. Really does. Oh my God! So they go to Spanky's, um, the one and only Spanky's, the only place you can get food in Chicago, yep. and they order chili. And like she is pushing it around her plate. Like if you watch her, she is just mm-hmm. acting and constantly moving her fork back and forth. But Bruce Stevenson is fucking chowing down on that going chili. To and we were talking. Uh, Freddie's idea was that he uh, was he was he was camel humping it, so he could take the the soup home with him in his body. <laughs> like, have you ever heard like Gilbert Gottfried has this reputation? Like, if he goes and does a show or blah blah blah, like any free thing that is offered to him, he takes. Oh, I love with it. Him. I love like, it. There's a plate of sandwiches in the green room. He takes them all. And this is this was <laughs> that Freddie's makes me idea love Gilbert Gottfried even more than I already did. Yeah, no, anything free he takes so bruce davison was like this is free soup or chili or whatever the <laughs> heck he was eating but he was chowing down he was. so do you does freddie think he was actually eating it or that he was like had a Storing fake it. tube that yeah. he was dropping it down like so a camelback <laughs> so when he get, goes home to his like lovely wife and children he's like hey guys daddy brought dinner. home dinner <laughs> oh i'd believe it um now, I'm like, we we all love free things. Do you have any, like, I have a pretty bad thing I did in college of how we would get free food. What do you mean, what you do? So, okay, um, the college I went to, I went to Fordham, and Fordham was connected to a law school. And my roommate and I had a night class, and she would notice when she came into class, she's like, oh, they always have these big events in the law school, like, every Monday night. And we started to realize, like, we'd go down there during our break and realize that they would have, like, networking events. So it would be, like, a bunch of college students, but there'd be, like, spreads of shrimp cocktail and cheese platters and hors d'oeuvres and everything. So we would go down during our break, and at first it was just, like, we'd kind of walk in and, like, grab an hors d'oeuvre and run away. But then we started getting really, really, um, uh, I think, pretty smart about it. Um, we would have a deal where one of us would always dress nicely so that we could easily like walk in and not look out of place. So we'd rotate that. One of us would bring Tupperware 
Oh my god. We would go down during during the break. One of us would walk in, grab a plate, walk around, fill up the plate, very casually walk out, dump oh the plate god. in the Tupperware, go back to the rest of our class. At the end of class, we would run back down because that was always when they were finishing, so they were cleaning up. And you'd oh go in god. and the facilities guys would be like about to be throwing away things. You're like, "Oh, is that just going in the garbage? Could, you know, we'll we'll take some of that off your hands." And they'd be like, "Sure." And we'd come back to the dorm and our dinner would be like, "Ooh, what do we get tonight?" That and on awesome. some nights it was just cheese and then some nights it was like you know like quiche yeah <laughs> that's brilliant I, I was always pretty proud of it that is brilliant yeah and i, I like, can't think of ever doing anything like that because i'm too much of a little uh wimp but man i do love free food yeah i mean i'm just telling you the rule is it's a good you know what i think i think i learned something out of it which is like dress for the food you want to eat Oh. You know, like, because I think it is important in life. Like, you never know when somebody is just going to whisk you away to a nice restaurant. So just always be prepared with either Tupperware or nice slacks. Or a bib in your pocket. That, I mean, that does help. Yeah, definitely. Unless, you know, it could be chili. <laughs> or a feeding tube that goes into a Camelback. Or that. Yeah, <laughs> The Bruce Davison way. Yes. Um, your husband did have another theory about Bruce Davison in that movie that I did really enjoy, uh, which was, is he Jigsaw? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was his other, uh, you know, he just, when Freddy gives up, he gives up hard. <laughs> and he was just like, how can I make this more exciting for me? <laughs> but I just like shut it. Shut up. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's it's the, the good version of like, because it's kind of like, he seems to know everything about like what people need. It's also sort of needful yeah. things-esque, but in a good way, because it's like, I think you need a reporter to write a story about your dead son. I think you need a dog. You need hamburgers because you're homeless and dying and you all need two hamburgers and then you'll be fine exactly so there is something about like i like to think of it as like an origin story where jigsaw saw what the world would be without him or had like a whole christmas carol thing and at the end was like i will live my life differently and this is him living his life differently or uh, uh jigsaw is the evil twin Ooh, okay and they both have nick, this gift nick saw <laughs> is mm. the good one and this is how they do their their thing i don't know yeah. uh it, 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 he does have a network of like uh benevolent oh my god he does city. which is very jigsaw yeah right he has apprentices uh-huh and yeah. and all of these benevolent spies have file folders for whomever asks for them which is totally <laughs> in the saw movies yeah so you know he's not wrong. I hate yeah. when Freddy's right. I know. But yeah. this could make this more fun. It do completely. Um, and one more uh, aspect of this movie that I really want to talk about is the character of Francine, who is <laughs> um, somehow William's ex-girlfriend, again, way out of his league, is Very. a fact checker and an attorney. Well, you know, magazines, you know, ad revenues are down, so... You gotta run lean. So wait, do you think that she's a professional fact checker who got a second job as an attorney, or the know. reverse of that? Uh, I don't know. It was confusing, <laughs> right? Because I, yes, I first I just thought like, oh, I must have misheard that, and then I thought, wait, no, 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 she she works. She th- these two things do not go together. But in the world of this movie, it's totally fine. I guess it's the magic of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so Amy, do you yeah. recommend Christmas Angel? And if so, who do you recommend it to? I 
I. Mm. Yeah. If you have Prime, Amazon Prime. Yep. Yeah. And you're like, I have like 16 loads of laundry to fold, and I feel like I want something Christmassy. Then put on Christmas Vacation. But <laughs> no, I don't recommend this movie. It's not a a good enough version of these kinds of movies, and yeah. it's not stupid enough to make fun of. Yep, yep, that's a excellent point, and you it's know? not pretty. Like, it doesn't, it's not eye candy. Like, if nothing else, some of the worst Hallmark movies at least look, are pretty to have in the background. But this one is not. And not nearly enough dog. Not, the dog barely shows up in the dang thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, perhaps in the sequel, we will get a story about the dog teaching uh, the snotty receptionist about the meaning of Christmas. It's all I want for Christmas now. I'm with you. I am with you. Oh, Amy, it has been a delight. I thank you for joining us. If the people at home would like to hear more of you um, espousing the wonders of cinema, where do they go to find you? Uh, cinema, I don't espouse any wonders of that. <laughs> Fun, stupid, silly horror movies, uh, for sure. Uh, Night of Living podcast. So you can find us where all the podcasts are, NOTLP on all the socials, or myself only is Amy NOTLP. Mm-hmm. And you were on That's the Twitter. I I'm on the Twitters. I love Twitter. I don't nice. like Facebook. Facebook makes me angry. Twitter. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, Amy, thank you for joining us. And thank you all for listening. Um, go out there and eat some chili and make sure you find a way of saving it. <laughs> yeah.